0: continuing to follow the shooting that took place yesterday in Boulder, Colorado 10 are dead including an officer 11 years it seems on the force since 2010 the identity of the shooter is out there we have gone over it we try not to use names here in those situations certainly we are also not the people who went jumping to oh it must have been this and it must have been that and it must have been the other We'll get a full and complete understanding from law enforcement. But President Joe Biden took to the microphone to address the shooting. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, online at TonyKatz.com. Make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast there. Just click on podcasts and you can make that happen for yourself. Now, I haven't heard this yet. He was speaking uh, during during the, uh, the break. So I haven't had a chance to break this down. I figure we could do it together. We can share in what it is Joe Biden said together. This is the president on the shooting.
1: I commend the exceptional bravery of Officer Eric Talley. I send my deepest condolence to his family, his close, close family and seven children. You know, when he pinned on that badge yesterday morning, he didn't know what the day would bring. I want everybody to think about this. Every time an officer walks out of his or her home and pins that badge on, the family member that they just said goodbye to wonders whether they'll subconsciously, will they get that call? The call that his wife got. He thought he'd be coming home to his family and his seven children. But when the moment the act came, Officer Tully did not hesitate in his duty, making the ultimate sacrifice in his effort to save lives. That's a definition of an American hero. And thirdly, I want to be very clear. This is the one thing I do know enough to say on in terms of what's happened there. While we're still waiting for more information regarding the shooter, his motive, the weapons he used, the guns, the magazines, the weapons, the modifications that apparently have taken place to those weapons that are involved here, I don't need to wait another minute let alone an hour, to take common-sense steps that will save the lives in the future, and to urge my colleagues in the House and Senate to act. We can ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines in this country once again. I got that done when I was a senator. It passed. It was law for the longest time. And it brought down these mass killings. We should do it again we can close the loopholes in our background check system, including the Charleston loophole. That's one of the best tools we have right now to prevent gun violence. The Senate should immediately pass, let me say it again, the United States Senate, I hope some are listening, should immediately pass the two House-passed bills that close loopholes in the background check system. These are bills that receive votes of both Republicans and Democrats in the House. This is not, it should not be a partisan issue. This is an American issue. It will save lives, American lives, and we have to act. We should also ban assault weapons in the process. I'll have much more to say as we learn more, but I wanted to be clear. Those poor folks who died left behind families that leaves a big hole in their hearts. And, and, can save lives, increasing the background checks so that are supposed to occur, and eliminating assault weapons, and the size of magazines. We don't know all the detail yet on that. But I'll be talking to you more later today or in the next couple of days about what else we know. May God bless you all and uh, those families who are mourning today because of gun violence in Colorado and Georgia and all across the country. We have to act. there's not more of you there's few of you as time goes on thank you so much
0: we don't know what it was but we have to act if you ask me why i'm not a fan of joe biden it's that you want to talk about an officer and you want to actually get into the people you know questioning whether they're going to come back i'm not married to an officer but i'll assume that that is true that is a thought You don't know a single thing of what happened, but you have to ban assault weapons, which you couldn't even define. You're throwing in magazines and clips. You don't even know what the words mean. I put forth to you that the man doesn't know what the words mean. Without a single bit of data, he's already making these declarations to the rigid, horrific ideology of people like Beto O'Rourke and the progressive left. We do not know what caused the shooting in Colorado, but maybe it won't matter because we know what caused the shooting in Atlanta and no one seems to care. They'd rather call it a hate crime. A guy who had his own issues thought that these massage parlors were too much of a temptation and he decided he had to take them out. Millions and millions and millions of gun owners across the country. They are the ones being criminalized in Joe Biden's small mind. And I put forth to you that it is indeed exactly that, a small mind to come out with that statement. He didn't need a shooting to say it. He already believed it. When asked if he was going to come for the guns while he was on the campaign trail, his answer was, bingo. We know this about him. A shooting wasn't going to be the thing that made him decide anything. But understand what he's saying. Facts are meaningless. What we need to do is take away your ability to have a firearm. And I am willing to fight such a thing even as this story unfolds. What I do want is an understanding of what happened and what took place here. Who this guy is and who he was in in Colorado. Just like we want to ensure that we have the understanding of what took place in Atlanta. But the anti-gun crowd never stops being an anti-gun crowd. Right? They never ever stop with the, the want to hate you. They hate you because you want to protect and defend yourself. And they believe that your reasons to do so are inadequate. And they believe this through a sense of radical moral superiority. There is nothing superior about their thesis. Absolutely nothing superior about what it is they believe. There is nothing good, nor decent, nor kind about what President Biden had to say regarding guns in America. He isn't making anybody's life better. He is making lives worse. My carry weapon is a SIG Sauer P365. Carries 13. I purchased it because my previous carry weapon, a Smith & Wesson M&P Performance Center, only carried 8. I bought a different carry weapon to be able to have more capacity. I made the decision on what was best for my life and my ability to defend myself and the ones I love. And I do not give that power to Joe Biden or to Shannon Watts. Or to Dick Durbin or Nancy Pelosi. Nor do I give it to anyone out there who's screaming and yelling and caterwauling on social media. I live in the real world. And me, I go to supermarkets. This shooting took place at a a, a supermarket called King Supers. S-O-O-P-E-R-S. Now. You could say to me, Tony, having a gun wouldn't matter. There was a cop, well-trained, and he got killed. I don't disagree. But I think it would have been better if it was two-on-one. Let me say that again for the people in the cheap seats. I think it would have been better if it was two-on-one. I really think it would have been better if it was three-on-one. I would have liked to have seen it to be 42-on-one. I go the other way. Regardless of what took place in, in Colorado, regardless of what took place, I should say in Boulder, regardless of what took place in Atlanta, the answer is not less. The answer is more well-trained people. And make those who want to commit acts of violence rethink their position. Now, some people, they're going to do what they do. Because that's unfortunately two side, the, the way two sides of the bell curve work. Some people just aren't there or some people just are zealots and they will do terrible things. And no matter how much you try, no matter what legislation you put forth, some people do terrible things. I believe in putting people in the best position for when terrible things are done. That best position is being able to protect and defend themselves. I was speaking earlier about my 83-year-old my father who carries a firearm. Because while he can't walk like he used to, certainly can't bend down. If the man sneezes, he throws out his back for two days. But as he says to me very often, this, this, this finger of mine, it, could just, it works great. He's talking about his trigger finger. That the thing that allows him to have confidence in the world is being is 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 the knowledge that he is able to that he is able to put himself in a position to protect himself and my mother when the moment should come do you actually think i plan on taking that away from my father and for anybody who is on that anti-gun side who wants to get into a joke about masculinity you're not prepared for the conversation that comes I don't want to have to explain to you what it means to be a man, but I'm more than willing to do it. I will mansplain this mother from now until the end of time. Men want to protect those they love, and those who don't should question their manhood. You think that's toxic? I think that's survival. I think it's decency. I think it's goodness. My father can't break the person in front of him anymore. The days of being quite literally somebody who walked through the streets of New York with never an ounce of fear are gone. It bothers him. I know it does. And he says so, so that's how I know it does. People who get older, who don't have the strength anymore, they haven't lost the head or the heart. They've lost the muscle. So what do they do? live in fear not at all and should they go without should they live in fear because someone is cowering in the corner and saying oh the bad guns millions of law abiding citizens carrying guns everyday doing nothing wrong they should not be punished for the acts of others and certainly no one should be discussing a level of punishment when they don't even know what it is that happens. that's Joe Biden men want to protect their spouses they do i also make the assumption that women want to protect their spouses and their children as well men want to protect their spouses men want to protect their children a father who isn't willing to protect their child that's well, that's not a father it's not a father uh, what, 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 uh, there's disagreement on that subject If we want to get into the real heart and the real passion of what it is we're getting, what we're discussing here, what what President Biden's discussing, then let's do it. Because he can't win this argument. I am not. The Second Amendment expert in terms of the, 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 the long history of how the law plays in, in states. I have never considered myself a a gun guy when it comes to the very concepts of, of this firearm or that firearm and, 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 and and what, and what do you carry and what's the velocity and how does this work? That's, that's not me. Right? Those are people who know, and we utilize some of those people, whether it's Cam Edwards from Bearing Arms, or Guy Relford from the Second Amendment Project, right? We, we, that's why we bring them on. You know what I can discuss? And I put myself up against anybody in the nation? The common sense conversation about why my father should be able to defend himself. That isn't going away. Joe Biden spoke too quickly, and Joe Biden hasn't thought through the entirety of the conversation. I have. And if Joe Biden wants a fight on my father's ability to protect and defend himself, if we want to make it that personal, then fine. We will fight. Much more to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Some good news. Prince Harry has a job. So, you know, one less thing you have to worry about. Yes! 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 I knew you'd be excited. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio is where you find me. Go to TonyKatz.com and subscribe or follow the podcast. It is a group called Better Up where he is going to be... The chief impact officer. I swear to you, I have no idea what that means. I have no idea what it means to be a chief impact uh, 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 officer. You know what it means? No, I don't know what it means. It means let's get a really big name on this brand so we can have some name value
2: and we'll just find something for him to do.
0: Oh, oh, that's exactly what I thought it meant. Thank you, producer Ari. The, the The group is a uh coaching and mental health firm That's what better up does right and and you go to it from big challenges to little changes. Betterup offers personalized coaching content and care designed to transform lives and careers It's a hot space right now right you, could we start our own company
3: uh no I think it's, it's 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 more complicated than that you have to have some expertise in in therapy. Are you, are,
0: tell me the expertise that the prince has, except in maybe getting some. <laughs> That's mean. What I'm not saying he's wrong to have gotten it. I'm saying what expertise does he have in therapy? Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's there. He, he
3: could get us a meeting with people that you and I could not get. That's the benefit he brings.
0: Oh, it's very possible that he could get a meeting. But what does that do? What does that mean? You know, I, there he was a couple years ago in Hollywood trying to get his wife some uh, some voiceover work. That's some great video, by the way. Well, you know, Megan does this and Megan does that. He's at this Hollywood party. Everyone's was like, hmm, I guess we'll have to get with her on that because who's going to say no to him. By the way, I didn't even think that was such a weird video. Like, like I would do the same for my wife. Right? If, if, if she did uh, voiceover work, what she'd be great at. Oh, yeah, you should speak to my wife. You know, she does she does excellent, excellent voiceover work. And my grandma's the queen. No, my, my, my grandmother isn't uh, the queen, but I would say it. I would say it if it would help. How much do you think he's getting paid for this?
3: Probably stock options.
0: S- is this a public company? They're gonna. You know, the eventually the point is when you when you get acquired, you're under the impression that you will get options. It's a, so it's a convertible note. So wait, should I be getting stock options right now
3: from this show? You would have to set up a a plan but you could uh, well,
0: I, I I didn't know look at this yeah he's getting paid too much I believe the same this is Tony Katz today so there's this big conversation about whether or not Governor Christie Nome uh, failed the people of South Dakota and failed America by getting this uh, this bill that would have stopped transgender students from participating in sports and not moving forward with it. And she's making the argument that she won't sign it because it's going to bring lawsuits from the NCAA.
2: The NCAA is a private association. That means they can do what they want to do. And even though fundamentally, I fundamentally disagree with them when it comes to this issue, if South Dakota passes a law that's against their policy, they will likely take punitive action against us. That means they could pull their tournaments from the state of South Dakota. They could pull their home games. They could even prevent our athletes from playing in their league.
0: Now, does this mean she isn't going to fight? On a subject that matters greatly. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. 833 Got Tony. Would love to hear from you. 833-468-8669. Because Noam is one of these people who's being thought about uh, as as a presidential contender for 2024. Leading a ticket or on a ticket. There's a lot, a lot of happy thoughts about Christine Noem, and then this comes up. People are like, what's happening here? What is it that's going on here? Why is she so unwilling to move this down the line? As she engaged a conversation yesterday on Fox News uh, with uh, Tucker Carlson, she gets into it. A discussion of what it was that was in the bill and what it is she would like to see. I want to share some of it so we can hear where it is that she's thinking, hear what some of the pushback is, and whether or not these things should be moved down
2: the line. To protect women's sports and want to make sure that our women keep Title IX in place to protect their right to be competitive and to be rewarded by participating in these team sports and make sure this coalition can fight the NCAA to make sure we're protecting Title IX.
3: But, but these standards far predate Title IX, and I'm not exactly sure why Title IX is relevant or even really worth defending. I mean, this is thousands of years of common sense and tradition. Girls play girls' sports, boys play boys' sports. Why not instead just say, bring it on, mm-hmm. NCAA? I'm a national figure. Go ahead and try and exclude I- us. I will fight you in the court of public opinion and defend principle. Why not just do that?
2: Tucker, you're preaching my sermon that's what I did today today I with Herschel Walker you Jack the Bruder, bill. with Nancy Lopez we all stood together I did not veto the bill I did a style and form revision and asked the legislature legislature to change it so that I can win listen I'm not interested in a participation trophy I'm not interested in picking a fight that we can't win I am a problem solver I come to the table and I don't want to have talking points and I've been bullied for the last year by liberals Tucker I'm not gonna let anybody from the NCAA NCAA from any big business. I'm not going to even let conservatives on the right bully me. I'm going to solve the problem. I'm going to make sure that we're building strength in numbers and we're going after the NCAA and make sure that we're keeping only girls playing in girls sports. I've been doing this for years and I'm going to solve the problem, not just pick a fight to pick a fight.
0: So she's making a very specific argument. Which I I, I know nuance is always a, a thing for people. But let's go through it just a little bit. Her argument goes as follows. The bill as written makes it too easy for others to put us in a problem spot. So we need to rewrite parts of it in order to bring about the most opportunity with the least amount of pushback. I don't know if off that thought process, I am bothered. I see tweets from people on the political uh, right that it's just, you know, because the NCAA might punish us. It's it's a Republican line of reasoning. right? So Matt Walsh blog, sick of it, nauseated by it. Well, that, that that's great that you're sick of it and nauseated by it. I don't think she's making the argument that you shouldn't fight these things. And I would argue to Governor Nome that even if the NCAA sues you, okay, it's worth it. Men are not women and women are not men. And men who decide they're women, we're talking about the college ranks, you're over the age of 18, you can make that call, I guess. You can say it. it, it, it you, you can't biologically change it, though. You can say it. You can say it all you want. You can do whatever to yourself that you choose. You cannot change reality. No, I do not believe they should be able to compete. I stand with women in sports. I stand with girls in sports. I will do what I can when I can. I will use my pulpit as I, in, in any way possible, to help them and defend them. I don't tell the adult they can't make decisions for their lives, they are just not allowed to have those decisions impact others. And this is an impact on others. So she is making the argument, Governor Noem is, that it needs a tweaking. She referred to it as a style re- revision. Tucker Carlson pushes back, I think, very, very well and rather respectfully because it's obvious to me that he knows who he's talking to. This isn't just some, you know, uh, leftist flunky. She certainly is capable. She certainly is somebody that people like and they're bothered by what they're hearing on the top line as opposed to doing a little bit more, maybe digging in, maybe digging in. And Tucker, I think, gives solid pushback here.
3: Well, but the legislature, you're saying, was just picking a fight to pick a fight. I thought that they were trying to codify what the majority of right. your citizens want, which is girls sports for girls and boys sports for boys. Here the NCAA comes in and says, if you do that, you're going to lose a court battle. And so you say, well, the bill can't go forward. You have a, a democratic process that arose from your own citizens. They want this bill and you've stopped it. So I, I, I'm not really sure how this is defending women's sport. No, with no, respect. The, the bill, Ch- Tucker,
2: Tucker, the bill that my legislature gave me as a trial lawyer's dream. It creates more and more litigation and regulation that's impossible to comply with for families and for school districts and people going forward. What I'm interested in doing is making sure we're protecting girls sports and we're going forward to fight the NCAA. And what we're going to do as well is if they don't fix this through the style and form revision, I'm going to ask them to introduce a new bill. If they don't do that, I'm going to immediately bring them back into a special session and tell them we're going to protect girls sports through through 12 and then we're going to go and fight the ncaa through a coalition to make sure that we can continue to protect title nine and defend title nine
0: now title nine is what people will utilize as the you know if you're going to have this sport you got to have that sport and women in sports etc and it is indeed um women in sports as opposed to men in sports who say that they're women and I get that there may be some people who are really bothered or offended by what I'm saying, and I've come to just simply say, okay, I can't worry about that. I, 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 I don't insult anybody. I'm not attacking anybody. I'm honestly addressing the issue, and I have indeed chosen a side, and the side is with high school girls who are told that if they don't accept boys participating in their sport, that they are somehow bigots. They are not And I won't simply stand on the the sidelines for that one. I'm not going to allow adults to tell these girls they're bigots for not wanting boys in their sports, and I'm not going to say to women in college, you have to accept men in in your sports either. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The choices made by others don't mean you have to suffer. That's not what it means. It seems to me that Governor Nome is serious about this idea but has an issue with its writing so i don't think that the argument or 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 the the pushback against her the anger against her is at this moment valuable i think that it is people looking for a click and a hit right That's what I see, that people are looking to say, look how woke I am, even from the political right, and look at what a fighter I am, and Christy Noem's not a fighter like me. Well, to, to, to fight scattershot on social media is different than to be able to craft a law that is much easier to implement and much harder for people to destroy. Taking a breath is sometimes a very, very good thing. Now... If Christy Nome doesn't follow through, well then it's game on. Go get her. Knock her out. Figuratively speaking, please, can we not be crazy? But she's gotta know that. She's got to know that if she doesn't follow through here and get it done, she's the one who people are going to be looking at and be like, whoa, 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 you promised you were going to do this. You had to redo that. Now we got nothing. Well, there's, uh, I, I guess we're back to looking at Nikki Haley. Now aren't we, governor? She's got to know this. She's not a fool. She's got to know that she's got 2024 aspirations. She's got to know that other people are looking at her, making their decision right now. She's already gone do- gone down to Mar-a-Lago, done the, uh, you know, uh, what we'll, we'll call it the kiss the ring thing. Everybody sees it. So I don't think there's any reason to get angry at her. Now, some people have noticed that her chief of staff is a former Chamber of Commerce guy in the Chamber of Commerce there in South Dakota, doesn't want this stuff. That's a reason enough to fire your guy, Governor Noam. Now, I don't know him personally, and maybe he's got no issue with this. But defending women in sports is very, very important. And women everywhere, right? Defending women, right? I thought that was very, very important. And I only hope that she is being honest about this. I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt and retweaking this law. Or I should say tweaking this law. If she doesn't do it, well, then she's the one who made the decision that she doesn't want to be president in 2024. Because this, for the base, is absolutely a subject. And this, for free and thinking people, is absolutely a subject. I'm Tony Katz. Man, they're all on the same talking point. They're all on the same talking point, and and they can't. It, it's like they desperately don't want to help themselves, right? So so this is Alex Padilla. Alex Padilla is the new senator from from California. Of course, the shooting took place in Colorado, and here he is on a panel talking about gun violence, as they call it.
1: Senator Cotton, Senator Padilla.
0: Mr. Chairman. I want to raise a topic and a frame that uh, I don't believe has been raised uh, thus far in this hearing. Um, You know for most states the age required to legally purchase a rifle and the age required to cast a ballot are both 18. However, there's some shocking disparities in uh, legal state requirements for obtaining a weapon versus casting a ballot. In 25 states, voters must be registered and have specific forms of ID in order to cast a ballot. But those same states allow people to buy rifles without permits and require no background checks for some sales. This total bastardization of the reality of gun ownership of how of what background checks are remember it is your party sir that doesn't believe you should have an id to vote you're making it seem like there's a problem with an id to vote knowing you can do more damage with a vote than you can with a firearm i say that even today not about to change my words, guys. I'll never do that to you. If I've rethought a position, I'll share with you why I've rethought it, but I'm not gonna pretend I didn't, you know, I didn't say something I said. It's just absolute madness. It's easier to buy a gun than to cast a ballot. This is just, this is just not the case. And they want to make casting the ballot even easier. And as for 18-year-olds, if you have an issue with an 18-year-old purchasing a firearm, I have an issue with 18-year-olds voting. I would raise the voting age to 30. Oh, you could do too much damage. Well, you could be 25 and be a member of Congress. So, okay, 25. You can do too much damage with the vote. These kids, they don't know what they're doing. They can't do anything right. You can't trust these people to vote. Oh, no, 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 no. You got to raise the age of a gun. You got to raise the age of the vote. But these people, they want to raise the age of being able to purchase a firearm. And they want to lower the voting age. They don't. They don't have a single bit of consistency within any bit of their philosophy. And as for senator richard blumenthal of connecticut who lied about his vietnam service well there's this america awoke today to another nightmare stunning shocking savage but unsurprising inaction has made this horror completely predictable inaction by this congress makes us complicit no, it doesn't, and you're sick. No, it doesn't, maybe it's time for you, Senator Blumenthal, to, to say, okay, I'm done being a senator. Clearly, I'm not up to the task. A shooting in Colorado or a shooting in Atlanta or a shooting in my beloved Indianapolis does not take away the right to keep and bear arms for millions. You need to get a hold of yourself. You're indecent when you do this. Despicable and low-rent it is a nightmare, stunning, shocking, and savage, but unsurprising. See that? I, I, just, I just quoted Senator Richard Blumenthal. It is stunning, shocking, and savage, but unsurprising that you go down this road and attack lawful gun ownership and think that your job is to tell other people they can't. This isn't your job. You don't know who this shooter is. You don't know a thing about him in in Boulder, Colorado. And you've accepted the media lies and narrative when we talk about the shooter in Atlanta. Fighting for the Second Amendment is always worthwhile. And exposing these people who are, well, just indecent, also wholly worthwhile. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. Find the podcast at TonyKatz.com. Just click on podcast, subscribe,
2: and follow. This is Tony Katz Today.